أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ما كان على النبي من حرج فيما فرض الله له سنة الله في الذين خلوا من قبل وكان أمر الله قدرا مقدورا الذين يبلغون رسالات الله ويخشونه ولا يخشون ولا يخشون أحدا إلا الله وكفى بالله حسيبا ما كان محمد أبا أحد من رجالكم ولكن رسول ولكن رسول الله وخاتم النبيين وكان الله بكل شيء عليما ما كان محمد نبا أحد من رجالكم ولكن رسول الله وخاتم النبي وكان الله بكل شيء عليما
يا أيها الذين آمنوا اذكروا الله ذكرا كثيرا وسبحوه بكرة وأصيلا هو الذي يصلي عليكم وملائكته ليخرجكم من الظلمات هو الذي يصلي عليكم وملائكته ليخرجكم من الظلمات إلى النور وكان بالمؤمنين رحيما تحيتهم يوم يلقونه سلام وأعد لهم أجرا كريما يا يا أيها النبي إنا أرسلناك شاهدا ومبشرا ونذيرا وداعيا إلى الله بإذنه وسراجا منيرا وبشر المؤمنين بأن لهم من الله فضلا كبيرا
ولا تطيع الكافرين والمنافقين ودع ذاهم وتوكل على الله ولا تطيع الكافرين والمنافقين ودع ذاهم وتوكل على الله وكفى بالله وكيلا صدق الله العظيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نبي النبي 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 نبي النبي 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 يا وجيه الدين والكرم وحنيف العلم والحكم رسول 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 يا رسول الله سلام عليك يا رفيع الشان والدرج خاتم 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 كامل 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 يا رسول الله يا عمادتنا يا إمام الأنبياء مصطفى 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 مجتبى 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 وصلاة الله خالقنا تتغشى سيد الأمم
أحمد المختار سيدنا عدد الأوراق والديام وعلى آل النبي والصحابات के लिए महफिल कोने सजी है फिर दो से बरी जिसके वसीले से बनी है वो हाशिम मक्की वो हाशिम मक्की मदनी احمد ہے محمد ہے وہی ختم رسول ہے مخدوم مربی ہے وہی والی کل ہے اس پر ہی نظر اس پر ہی نظر سارے زمانے کی پری ہے وہ میرا نبی میرا نبی میرا نبی ہے وہ میرا نبی میرا نبی میرا نبی ہے وہ میرا نبی ہے والشم سے دوحا چہرہ انور کی چلک ہے واللیل سجاغ سوئے ازرت کی لچک ہے عالم کو جس کے وسیلے سے ملی ہے وہ میرا نبی میرا نبی میرا نبی ہے 
वो मेरा नबी मेरा नबी मेरा नबी है वो मेरा नबी है अल्लाह का फरमा शरह सदरक मनसूब है जिससे वरफानिकरक जिस जात का जिस जात कुरआन में भी जिक्र जली है ओ मेरा नबी मेरा नबी मेरा नबी है ओ मेरा नबी मेरा नबी मेरा नबी है ओ मेरा नबी है मुजमिलो यासीन मुद्दा क्या क्या नए अलकाब से मौला ने पुकारा क्या शान है उसकी क्या शान है उसकी के जो उम्मील कभी है वो मेरा नबी मेरा नबी मेरा नबी है वो मेरा नबी मेरा नबी मेरा नबी है वो मेरा नबी है वो जिसके लिए महफिल कोने सजी है फिर दो से बरी जिसके वसीले से बनी है ओ हाशिम मक्की ओ हाशिम मक्की मदनीबी है ओ मेरा नबी मेरा नबी मेरा नबी है ओ मेरा नबी उनका नबी सबका नबी है ओ मेरा नबी بعد فقد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه المعجز بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما ارسلناك الا رحمه للعالمين وقال الله عز وجل ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وزد وبارك وتحنن وترحم على حبيبنا وسيدنا محمد وعلى اله واصحابه اجمعين اما بعد it is the right of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that we praise him as it is an instruction and injunction given to us by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it is his right that we love him 
as it is also an instruction from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we love Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And there is no fixed time of the year or a month or a week or a day in which we need to praise Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Every day should be a day in which we praise Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this is one of the reasons why, alhamdulillah, since last week we started the Monday program on the topic of Shama'il, the physical characteristics of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which were described to us by none other than the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which is a true description of how much they loved him, described his features, how his eyebrows were shaped, how his mouth was shaped, how his teeth would shine, how Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's chest and his belly would be in line, how Rasulullah sallallahu would walk by lifting his feet and not dragging his feet. All these are the descriptions given by the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, amongst them Sayyidina Ali and Sayyidina Anas radiallahu anhum, and many of the senior Sahaba. However, in the month in which we know Rasulullah sallallahu was born, it is only natural that we should increase this discussion. And this in no way is something foreign to Sharia. To show gratitude and love and expressing one's appreciation to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the birth of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is part of the iman of every Muslim. In fact, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to fast on Mondays and Thursdays. And about the fasting on a Monday, the Sahaba asked him, Ya Rasulullah, why do you fast on a Monday? He, say, he said, I fast on a Monday because that is the day in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created me. I was born on that day. So the expression of appreciation of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was in the form of ibadah, in showing his appreciation to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the birth of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his coming into existence is the manifestation of the rahmah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent him with. In the famous couplets which we very often recite in Qasida Burda, the poet says, Abana mawliduhu an tibi unsurihi, ya tiba mubtada imminhu wa muhtatami. That the birth of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam just brought into existence that being whose essence is pure from the beginning to the end. From Sayyidina Adam alayhi salam up to his father Abdullah, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa was passed from one father to his son in the most purest of ways, in the purest of families. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam expressed his gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this way. The verse I recited before you, respected brothers and sisters in Islam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the rahma for al-alameen. وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ And al-alameen is the plural of alam, a realm and a world of existence. And the scholars explain to us the first alam is alam al-arwah, the realm and the world of the souls. The second is alam al-dunya, the realm and the existence of this world. The third is alam al-barzakh, the existence of a human being after he leaves this world, whether it be in a physical grave or in the ocean or in the belly of an animal. And the fourth is alam al-akhirah, the alam of the akhirah starting from mahshar on the day of qiyamah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has been crowned with the title of rahmatun lil-alameen. He is a rahma and a mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in all these realms.
The first alamul arwah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran informs us of a covenant which was taken or a question posed to the souls of the entire mankind. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Alastu bi rabbikum. Allah asked all of us and all the souls that were to come in this world, Amanat ya Rabb and sustainer. And the first soul to respond to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was the soul of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And thereafter the arwah of all the creation responded. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the realm of souls and arwah, he was the commencing of the announcement of tawheed amongst the souls of the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the realm of this world, the alam dunya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is a rahmah and a mercy. And to a Muslim, there is no doubt and it is easy for us to understand through the blessings of his efforts, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved us from kufr and disbelief and falling into the path of Jahannam. But even the kuffar benefit from the rahmah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam presented his da'wah to the mushrikeen of Mecca. They said that in kana hadha huwa al-haqq min 'indika fa amtir 'alaina hijaratan min as-sama' if this message of yours is the truth of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam then ask Allah to send an adab and a punish a punishment upon us they asked for adab to descend upon them this was their challenge against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that if you feel that you are so truthful and we want adab send adab upon us Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Reveal another verse, وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ لِيُعَذِّبَهُمْ وَأَنْتَ فِيهِمْ وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ مُعَذِّبَهُمْ وَهُمْ يَسْتَغْفِرُونَ Yes, they, de- they deserve to be punished for what they are asking. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not send that punishment that they are asking because of your presence amongst them. So the existence of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was a means of rahmah and, pro- and the kuffar were protected. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not destroy them in the presence of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The alam al-barzakh, when we will be placed in our graves, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa told us we will be asked questions. Man rabbuk, who is your sustainer? Wa ma deenuk, what is your way of life? Wa man hadha alladhi bu'itha fikum, who was this person sent to you? And a mu'min will be able to respond if he believed in Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he followed the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he would respond by identifying Rasulullah correctly. Which means the passing of the examination in the akhir, in the qabr, in the barzakh, is dependent on recognizing Rasulullah without being linked to him, one will not be able to pass the examination in, in the barzakh. In Alam al Sayyidah Aisha Umm al Mu'mineen said, at once Rasulullah sallallahu explained to the Sahaba radiallahu anhum the virtue of those parents who lose three children in their childhood. And he said that they are promised Jannah. So Ummul Mu'mineen Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha said, O Nabi of Allah, what about that family that lost two children? He said, they get the same glad tiding. And then she said, what about a, person, a family who lost one child? Rasulullah sallallahu said, they too get the glad tiding that the child will intercede in their favor, in, in, in a, to such an extent that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said on the day of Qiyamah, when the announcement will be made before, the adults will be taken to task that all those children who passed away in their infancy and in their childhood before they became mukallaf and obliged to carry the burden of Sharia, they should 
head towards Jannah. And these small children will stand up and say and, and, and refuse to enter into Jannah without the presence of their parents. And out of mercy for them, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would let the parents enter into Jannah in the company of their babies and their children that have passed away. So Sayyidina Aisha radiallahu anha said, Ya Rasulullah, what about that family that didn't lose any children? They don't have the advantage of somebody interceding in their favor. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, I am there for them. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa says, My special intercession I have kept aside for the major transgressors in my ummah. What a, a great mercy of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Because we have limited time, respected brothers, the message of today is very short. The rahmah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa is something which needs to be transmitted into our lives as well. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the Qur'an and he says, فَبِمَا رَحْمَةٍ مِّنَ اللَّهِ لِنْتَ لَهُمْ It is due to the rahmah and the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon you, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that you have become soft unto them. Allah has softened the temperament of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for the Sahaba radiallahu anhum and for the ummah at large. And he said, وَلَوْ كُنْتَ فَضًّا غَلِيظَ الْقَلْبِ Had you been... Harsh in your speech. Faddan means a person who is aggressive and abusive and he cannot say anything politely. Ghalid al-qalb, hard at heart, lan faddu min hawlik. Then these sahaba who are ready to give their lives for you now because of the softness and the beautiful character Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed you with, they would have fled and left your company. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had the akhlaq of softness. Today, one of the problems, the major problems we have in our homes, in our institutes, in our communities, is the hard approach we take towards one another. So if somebody disagrees with the fact that we're sitting and talking about Rasulullah sallallahu tonight, and they say, no, it's a, it's a bid'ah. I don't want to go into that topic now. That will take more time, and we already have limited time. But we need to learn to tolerate and ask people the reasons they do certain things before just casting fatwas and labeling people with various types of labels. Rasulullah taught us that if somebody does something, inquire from them, ask them why are you doing it. Don't label the person first and say, oh, they're doing bid'ah in this masjid and they're doing haram and they As if this is the only thing we can utter and present towards one another. And what is bid'ah? Now that I'm talking about it, let me just share it with you for a few minutes. Bid'ah is something which didn't have a precedent before it. It's something new which doesn't have an example before it. That's the linguistic meaning of bid'ah. In sharia, bid'ah is something which contravenes the usul and the fundamentals and the established principles of deen. So everything new is not necessarily, yes, linguistically it could be a bid'ah, a new thing. But it doesn't mean in terms of sharia is the bid'ah which is prohibited. Otherwise, we shouldn't be having the carpets we have in the masjid. We shouldn't be using the electricity that we do have. And then we have unnecessarily some people saying everything is bid'ah and they present a hadith which we call often here and it needs to be understood in its context. And this, I didn't prepare for this so kindly bear with me and I wish to be as clear as possible when I'm making this point. Rasulullah said, Every new thing is an innovation and every innovation is a deviation. 
So this is the word of Rasulullah which we bring Iman on. But we are also taught by Rasulullah to understand his words in context. Now a person just hears this hadith and he starts saying everything is wrong, everything is bid'ah, everything is not permissible in, uh, which wasn't found previously. Now there are many things. Darul Ulum wasn't found in the time of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. Sayyidina Abu Bakr al-Siddiq didn't graduate from Darul Ulum. Sahih al-Bukhari, the actual compilation was prepared many years after Rasulullah sallallahu Although the hadith was prepared from the time of Nabi sallallahu but documented in that particular form, happened later on. And uh, many of the great scholars, like Imam al-Nawawi, Iz ibn Abdul Salam, and the great scholars of Ahlul Sunnah say that certain things that were not found previously, according to the circumstances and the need, they might take a particular ruling. For example, the Sahaba radiallahu anhum in the lifetime of Rasulullah wrote the entire Quran, but it wasn't prepared in a book form. It was documented completely. After Nabi sallallahu left this world, they put it together in a book form. So that technically would be called a bid'ah. But it is a bid'ah which is fard and wajib. If they didn't do it, we'd have lost the Quran. So everything needs to be understood in its context. When the word kul in Arabic is used, kullu bid'atin, every deviation, it doesn't refer to every new thing. It refers to every such thing which goes against the principles of sharia. The word kul in Arabic doesn't always mean every. It can sometimes mean most. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes in the Quran the nation of Sayyidina Hud alayhi salam. They were destroyed with wind. And he said, Tudammiru kulla shay'in bi amri rabbiha. It destroyed everything. So everything, did it include Jannah and Jahannam? Did it destroy uh, the rest of the world besides the place of... No, it's referring to the things related to that specific, specific event. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Kullu aynin zaniyah. Every eye commits zina, in other words, looks at haram. Was he referring to his own eyes? Na'udhu billah. His eyes are pure. Was he referring to the eyes of the Anbiya alayhim was Was he referring to the eyes of a deceased person? So everything has a context. We need to understand it in the context. When Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, everything new is a bid'ah, it refers to those things which are not part of deen and somebody regards it to be necessary and if the other person doesn't do it then he condemns that individual or it goes against the injunctions of Sharia, against the Quran and Sunnah, then those are things which are in terms of Sharia, we, we need to condemn and we have to object to. So sitting together to talk about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is never an objectionable thing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لا يحب الله الجهر بالسوء من القول إلا من ظلم Allah doesn't approve and doesn't like those talks which are done openly of wrongdoing and evil. He's talking about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa evil. The Sahaba radiallahu anhu in the presence of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would gather and they would praise him on the member. They would recite poetry in praise of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sayyidina Hassan bin Thabit, the famous poet of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, used to recite poetry and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would look at him and say, قُلْ وَرُوحُ الْقُدْسِ تُؤَيِّدُكَ Continue saying poetry. Jibreel alayhi salam is going to inspire you to say some more. So praising Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam verbally and emulating his life in our actions, these are the two responsibilities and the message for today. In the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there were individuals who outwardly emulated what he was doing, but they didn't love him from their hearts and their tongues, the munafiqeen. So they came to the masjid for salah, يُرَاؤُونَ النَّاسِ As Allah says, they come. وَإِذَا قَامُوا إِلَى الصَّلَاةِ قَامُوا كُسَالَةِ They come for salah lazily. They just do it to show people. 
But in their hearts, they don't love Rasulullah sallallahu With their tongues, they don't express their love for Rasulullah sallallahu So we need ittiba' and following Rasulullah sallallahu But we also need to express our love for him with our tongues and in our hearts. Abu Talib, the uncle of Rasulullah sallallahu expressed his love with his tongue. But he didn't follow Rasulullah sallallahu with his heart and his actions. So on one side, we have the munafiqeen. On the other side, we have Abu Talib, who had love, but he didn't have ittiba'. And the munafiqeen have ittiba' outwardly, although it's not sincerely, but they didn't have love for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Love for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is what links us with him. It inspires us to recite more salutations upon him. And it is a means of najat on the day of Qiyamah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, the people who will be the closest to me on the day of Qiyamah, aktharuhum alayya salah. Those people who send the most salutations upon me. We send salutations upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, not only on a Thursday night, not only on a Monday night, not only on specific occasions. Continuously we need to take our time to send salutations. And we need to... Read the biography of Rasulullah to our family members and our children so that they become familiar with who he was and who he is and how we're supposed to be loving him more than we love our family members, more than we love our children, we should love Rasulullah So for this, respected brothers, we need to, I think, adjust our way of thinking and adjust our lives. We need to see what is the priority of our life. Is it making an effort merely on the external things of this world or do we have a link with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all true love for him and give us the tawfiq to emulate and bring in our lives his sunnah and all the etiquettes and adab which he left as a legacy for this ummah insha'Allah so that we may be successful in this world as well as in the akhirah. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Inshallah, just for a few minutes, we read some part of the Qasida Burda and uh, we'll come to the dua, inshallah. Mawla ya salli wa sallim daiman abadan ala habib خَيْرِ الْخَلْقِ كُلِّهِمِ مَوْلَايَ صَلِّ وَسَلِّمْ دَائِمًا أَبَدًا عَلَى حَبِيبِكَ خَيْرِ الْخَلْقِ كُلِّهِمِ أَبَنَا مَوْلِدُهُ عَنْ طِيبِ Oh, yeah.
قفو إثرام هزيم مولاي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم مولاي صل وسلم دائما والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم لك الحمد كما ينبغي لجلال وجهك ولعظيم سلطانك اللهم صل وسلم وزد وبارك وتحنن وترحم على سيدنا ونبينا محمد طب القلوب ودوائها وعافية الأبدان وشفائها ونور الأبصار وضيائها وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار يا عالم السر منا لا تهتك الستر عنا وعافنا واعف عنا وكلنا حيث كنا اللهم إنا نسألك الهدى والتقى والعفاف والغنى اللهم اكفنا بحلالك عن حرامك وأغننا بفضلك عمن سواك اللهم استر عوراتنا وأمن روعاتنا وعلمنا ما جهلنا وذكرنا ما نسينا وزدنا علما ونعوذ بك من حال أهل النار اللهم جنبنا الفواحش ما ظهر منها وما بطن ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم تب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين